Ladies and gentlemen, we are back to the You Got a Minute Fam podcast. I I don't know if it's working. It's live. Okay. It was just messing up. I guess I'll have to delete that. Uh, it was giving me some feedback. You got a minute fan podcast. I am your host, Mish RC Carlton. And as always, I am joined by Actively Lazy 85. That means you're getting old. That 85. I remember when I was a young man. When I was young, oh man. You know what get me? They showed I was getting old. You look at the age to buy alcohol, and it always has that year. As I got older, I saw that year go. It wasn't. It wasn't the beard. It wasn't the beard. <laughs> I don't know why you had the audacity to come back on here and show your face, man. You need but to let them. Uh, you know, I look younger now. I look younger than you, boy. What's going on? Yeah, What's oh up? my god! So, you look like you look like a recovering addict. Is what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, baby. Oh, I'm ready. Ready. Hey, Let's look, but back. no, for real, I'm I'm rebranding myself, man. I gotta take that 85 out because I was thinking that too. People gonna really find out my age. You know how disappointed people are to find out that I'm I'm 38 because they think I'm still like 28. So I'm just gonna go with that mis- mysterious age because if they think I'm young, I can say stupid things and they'll forgive me. Everybody knows what age you. Everybody know you in your 30s. Don't try to. No, nah, they don't know that yet. Everybody knows you in your 30s. Everybody knows you in your 30s, man. Don't. Not don't at all, man. Everybody knows. Hey yo, leave me alone, bro. Richard trolling me. Leave me alone, Richard. I will say big boys, big boys age real well. Like, like that (laughs) doesn't it doesn't really age, you know. It just it's just that doesn't age. Wow. Like margarine. Absolutely. (laughs) Apparently, uh unhealthy lifestyle is supposed to lower your life expectancy. So maybe that's why they don't age, they die early. I'm not that fat. Yeah, no, you're not, but I had to go there. You called me a drug addict. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, hold on, hold on. The, the, the air, the air of drugs that you took, you guys do just fine. You're functional. You don't, you don't overdose. Downey kind of did situation. Robert yeah, Downey, really? it was, a, it was a compliment. It was a compliment. <laughs> I'm not my dad. I, I can't go that hard. All right, a uh, lot of talk about the MVP race. Uh, gosh. It really is one of the more confusing years. I asked on the page, so I'll ask you, why do you think it's one of the more contentious or talked about MVP races? Because QB play sucks this year. <laughs> okay, so let's just be honest. We have made this we have made this award so QB centric that when we have a year where the QBs are not really worthy, we don't know how to compute that. We don't know how to function. Like do we give it to McCaffrey? Do we give it to Tyreek Hill? Well, I heard somebody say the other day, well, Tyreek Hill, you know, he would have got it if he hadn't missed that game. A game, bro? That's what we're – he misses one game, so he can't get it. Dak Prescott has had three to four bad games. Brock Purdy has had three to four bad games. The only one who hasn't had a bad game that you would consider MVP candidate is Lamar Jackson. And his stats, according to EPA and all the nerds, he's not worthy. So why can't these other two guys be in contention? Because we've made it QB centric. Now, did we make it QB centric or is 100%. it words? Like, you know, my thing, words mean things. How could you take the value of a running back and a receiver and ever make it equate to a quarterback. Because at the end of the day, quarterbacks throw for 300 yards, running backs run for 100, receivers run for 100. So you're generating more offense based on your position. And with the passing game the way it is, you're going to have quarterbacks for 5,400 yards and a running back great is 2,000 yards, you know, setting records. So fundamentally, from a statistic 
and a tangible thing, quarterbacks are more valuable, even like the 20th quarterback. But if you want to get into like team building and uh, one of the guys from PFF calls it force multiplier, like the superhero whose job is to make everybody stronger. So maybe you could do that, but it's a lot more abstract. But value does have a meaning, you know? Well, uh, Richard, um, Lamar is a running back playing quarterback, according to some people. It's so. Ronnie with a Y. And believe yeah. it or not, Richard, right now, Lamar would have my vote. Now, if I could find um, a way he doesn't, I will. But right now, Lamar has my vote. But before we continue this, like, bro, I spent an hour yesterday cleaning out that office and you got it blurred in the background. What's up with that, bro? Man, you, you it, like it's it. it's a clean residence. <laughs> you got a, you got a uh, you got windows in the back with the view, man. You blurred it out. Let the people see, oh, man. It's, Dang. it's the greatest view of the parking Dang, lot. Bro. Thing, girl. Um, <laughs> I would support Lamar, my, my MVP votes. And what do you think about the Lamar situation? We can go through them. The Lamar situation, his stats, advanced, or even normal stats aren't great. But I've watched so many um, games. <laughs> I like I that. Like, I like that, Ben. <laughs> like, I have watched so many games where I felt like Lamar was a difference. And maybe he ran for 78 yards and threw for 200. But I still saw, or even 180. There are times when I'm watching the game. I'm not an eye test guy, but I'm watching the game, and I can see who has the impact. I can see who has the impact of Josh Allen, even though he threw, what, barely any yards against the Cowboys. Josh Allen dominated that game from his presence, his strength, and all those kind of things. And I see the same thing with Lamar. So I don't think I don't think you can, Tony, that's just – that's that's not true. But, um, yeah, so I, I, with Lamar, I, I, I see it. I see the impact his runs. I see how he demoralizes competition. I see the impact of the huge plays he makes. That's why I put him first. And his team is really good. And, yeah, his defense is really good. But can you be MVP without another elite thing going on on your team? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. Like, again, what is what is truly the criteria that we grade MVP? It's, it's subjective. We don't have one. And and more than likely, they need to be a quarterback and their team needs to be a winning team. So by that by that definition, then Lamar is – he's – the leading candidate but if lamar drops an egg on sunday then we go back to is it dak or is it purdy <laughs> yeah, <too laughs> which, is, which is which is kind of silly be a week by week thing it's the late it's days like they forget whoever plays well and god forbid they play each other then you know what they're going to do but uh stylistically who would i choose lamar or dak that's, that's such a great question want to give my whole what do you team mean it's not tough man why do you do this why it's do tough. you do this it's so tough Heck no, I don't want Lamar style. You crazy? I mean that—that's the correct answer, Chris. It depends on what week it is. But look, here's the thing, though: people got to let up off Lamar because when he does too much, it's not a winning brand of football. There's a limit. So Lamar yeah. Jackson that's has a limit to how much usage he can do or how much impact he can have in a game before mistakes get made. That's every quarterback. We don't really talk about it. All right, ninety-eight percent of the quarterback. We don't really talk about it, but I'll, I'll call it the Romo factor. If Romo was under 35 passes, generally he was winning. He was looking efficient. He was he was a good quarterback. When you get up to that 40 range, anywhere between 55, like there's guys in the league who shouldn't throw 55 times. There's guys in the league who shouldn't run 27, 28 times. You know, 
Munkin has found a balance to Lamar yeah. Jackson, right. and it's not statistically as appealing, but it's a winning brand of football. And until we see it lose consistently or until we see it go into playoffs and not be functional, we need to embrace it. This, this is a better version of Lamar, not statistically, but a better version. And if that is the definition that I'm running with, he is an MVP candidate still. And he, he true, I think. And two, I think it's also you got to look at what complementary football is. The goal of football is not to go out there and throw three throw for three hundred yards or run from hundred yards. It's to play the best you can with the situations that are presented to you. So if it doesn't take that, like even like let's say I, I've been playing Madden a lot, but oh god, don't you just do this? Madden, to me. Just don't just you? Don't you? No, God, just don't you do this? Because. Because a lot of these coaches need men, don't they? They do. They do for situational purposes. So just imagine. So if you're up, you do how aggressive do you want to be? If you're up 10 and it's a low scoring game, are you okay with just, or let's say you're in third or fourth quarter, are you okay with going to field goal as a low scoring game to go up 13 instead of going for it to get another team chance? Sometimes it's just a great, or do you just go more to running to try to, it's the game script sometimes. So you can't punish a player if you actually watch the game and the game script didn't go. The game script didn't give the ability to throw for 300 yards. Maybe the game script only went for complimentary football 250 or 200. I'm not going to punish a guy if I watched those games and I saw the impact he had. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think anybody should be punished uh, for winning. A game like I, we do do that though. We do do that. Like people are winning, but like, oh, they didn't look good. At the end of the day, for the athlete, that is the ultimate goal is to win the game. Um, but if and we're talking about, yeah, and if we're talking, but if we're talking about most valuable player, like we, I think we need to really figure out the definition of what is the most valuable player. I think a criteria, obviously, they have to be on a winning team. Am I right? Yeah, and then, and then I think we need to ask the question: If we didn't have this guy, if we had a, a lesser version, a B version of said player, would this team still win at the rate that they're winning at? If your answer is no, then that is the most valuable player, and I think they should be considered if they have some kind of statistical impact. Because again, you can be valuable but not have a statistical impact. Uh, to the game, and 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 I don't think that would qualify you. But if you have you a statistical like impact, what I like to look at, in, which I think is a falsehood, not what you're saying, but in general, mm-hmm. people say, okay, if you took him off the team, what would he be? Well, that's the, based on the team's ability to have a good backup. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean Joe Burrow is bad because Browning has been decent a couple times. What it means is you might have a competent backup. So what you got to look at is that what would this player look like, or what does this care this player totally bring to the game? bring to his team. So like if I gave a diamond ring to a dude, what is that worth? Not whoa, what is that whoa, worth? What, what, a diamond ring to a dude. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> to a guy in a jewelry shop. Okay, all right, all right. Family. Finish finish your sentences, sir. That is bad. That would that would examine the ring and appraise. If I gave a diamond ring to an appraiser and he appraised it, he would tell me what it was worth. He wouldn't I couldn't give him another worth based on what it's worth to my wife. To my wife, it might be worth $10,000, but to, um, I'm losing myself in this analogy because you messed me up, but to the (laughs) market, it's only $10,000. I I, I totally disagree there. I totally totally disagree there. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking Huntley. I just disagree that they look the same. 
that's worse than your Wimby take. You need to be that, suspended. But anyway, I'm gonna keep the same. I'm a Lamar hater, and I know that's crazy. Now I, I, I will I will say to Ben's question about Josh Allen, I did say what several weeks ago that if if they if the Bills won out with that stretch starting with the Cowboys game, if they won every single game and they won out, that he should be in the conversation for MVP. Yeah. Like I because again, because that because that matters. Allen right now is the way Monkin is using Lamar. You're mm-hmm. using him as your big gun, as your big weapon, but you're not asking him every game to throw 40 times because you're not going to be successful. Uh, I just don't agree that it, I just don't agree with that, man. I don't agree that. And, and I, I mean, the, the you know, Tomlin said it best. These divisional games, even if they're in the playoffs, you play a team three times. Like, you know, you, in this case, you play them all the time because they're in your division. Things are going to look a little different because you just you know each other so well. So in that sense, the drop off might not look as bad because they know the Bengals. But ask yourself about like like Monday's game. Would they look the same playing the Niners? Would they look the same playing maybe the Dolphins next week? Would they look the same playing the Lions, the Rams, all these other teams? Like division wise, I feel like we, we kind of have to. We kind of have to view that a little bit differently because teams are so familiar with each other. If I'm throwing a backup in in a one or two game spot to win, I would much that, prefer that, it to be against a divisional point. pony. Yeah. That ain't my point. The Hunley's a decent backup, but that doesn't take. But can that team? It's like the, the best example is Tom Brady. Like, oh, he's a system guy. He's a system guy because they went 11 and 5, 10 and 6, whatever without him. But guess what? The year before they went 16 and 0. So yeah, while the drop up, while the like they still were good or decent, but with Brady, they were the greatest offense of all time. So can people I, don't look at that. People look at oh, did they just go terrible? Well, no. Just like with Jordan, they had a good system in place and good people. But with Jordan, they won three straight. With Pippen, they won the semifinals. That's a huge gap. That's just yeah. as big as the gap from bad to medium, and probably harder to get from medium. To really good, but people always look at well, did they drop off? Well, the way the team was constructed with LeBron, I'm not even getting to that. The way the 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 Cavs were constructed was different from the way the uh Bulls were constructed, and the same thing with the other teams. But let's move on to continue for a pretender. Continue wait, wait. Or- real quick, can I can I get this game manager thing off my chest, man? Because it still irks me. Well, let's go we- there. Go to the game manager. All right, you- we- look. Yeah. Game managers. There, there is a high percentage of quarterbacks that are that are game managers. My my definition of a game manager. I could be wrong, but my definition of the game manager is that the team wins despite this person being below average at times, and and, and on a consistent basis, the team will win despite this person being below average. If your team isn't overcoming your bad QB play on a regular basis, no matter how good they are. I don't think that person can be defined as a game manager. Like like that Prescott, he's not a game manager. And I'm just using that because that was the one that, that kind of came up more predominantly. But at this point, Brock Purdy's not a game manager anymore. We don't win if he plays bad. We don't. Like, so you got to – I mean, it doesn't make him great. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make it, – it's not saying that he's, he's like, you know, the next greatest thing or the next Tom Brady or whatever the bar is. It's just saying that this person isn't just here – and being carried, he's got to pull his weight. So I think there's a lot of guys who have been deemed better than or 
or or think you can put them in a different system and they're not a game manager or whatever. Like a, a system quarterback to me isn't an insult. Your team should build a system around the quarterback. Like that just makes sense. So I shouldn't be able to take Brock Purdy and put him in, in Dallas and he looked good because the system in San Francisco is built around him and the system in Dallas is built around Dak Prescott. They're two yeah, different that's people. That's part of it too. Like but, but, yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, so I just wanted to get that out of my chat. We got to stop okay, doing so it. I think I have a lot of thoughts about this, and I've always had a lot of thoughts about this. Uh, Cam said it, but they like to say it on the Move the Sticks podcast, good podcast. Not as good as it would be because Red Lewis is on there, but still, Bucky and, <laughs> and, and Daniel. No, no, you said Bucky. Never mind. But yeah, Bucky's awesome. So Mike Sando, I love this. my favorite article all year. He does the quarterback tiers, and he interviews like 50 to 75, 100, whatever. Uh, football personnel people, uh, general manager, scout. Did he coach. ask Micah? <laughs> no, he didn't ask Micah. Oh. Uh, he says tier one is the, and he worked with other people on this. Tier one is defined as a quarterback who can carry his team each week. The team wins because of him. Mm-hmm. He is he expertly handles pure passing situations. He has no real holes in his game. So at the end of the day, if you're a game manager and is and you can't be hidden. And this, I remember Tom Brady used to do this all the time. Third and 10, fourth and 10, come up with the play that needs to happen. Can your game manager, can he do that? Can he carry the team? Tier two, which I still wouldn't say are game managers, but tier two are those who can carry his team sometime, but not consistently. So maybe you put Tamar, look, Tamar, you put Lamar in that situation. Uh, let me see if I can find team three. That's more of your game manager's. But it gets complicated because somebody might not be a game manager, but they're not a tier three. They're not a tier one person. Like nobody thinks Trevor Lawrence is a game manager, but he's not. He's more than that, but he's not elite either. You know, so let me look at tier. Three. I think I think Trevor's a perfect example. You said what? I think Trevor's a perfect example of that. So it, it's a style of play where the the coach and you are trying to hide your weaknesses and just keep the team afloat and you don't get in the way. That, that's what <laughs> I think game manager is. And you can't say that's Brock Purdy. You can't. I'm not, e- I'm not even showing that comment, Ben. That's that. I know you're trolling. And also CJ- this one says a tier three quarterback is a legit starter but needs a heavier run game and a defense to, to win. So that's tier three. That's what a tier three is. And they before the season they put – but but he but he can't though. That's that's my point. Is that he can't? Uh, that any QB can do what Purdy does. He can't. No. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has had plenty of people in that system over the years, and and even if we're talking, we're not even. We'll take out Matt Ryan and we'll take out RG three and Kirk Cousins. We'll talk about his tenure in San Francisco. Not every QB can do that. They can't. They can't run the system at the optimal level that Brock Purdy has done it over the last two years. That's why Brock Purdy has has this team in contention as an uh, as not undrafted as a Mister Relevant because he understands the system. It works with his eye and he executes at a level that he's supposed to be able to do in the system. And it's just a perfect combination. I don't think any any quarterback can do that. Hell, we could take pride in and put him in this system. It wouldn't it also, look that good. It also, too, it's you have to really be studying. No offense to Cam, but I, he's not. He yeah. has no reason to be studying what Brock Purdy does on the All Twenty Two. But one of the things that or maybe he wouldn't even know this because he's a physical piece. But one of the things that Brock Purdy does that's elite, besides processing and getting through his reads, is he that he though. responds. 
very well to late pressure and he responds to late movement. So if the if the uh if they change the look right before the snap or if they change the look pre-snap, Brock Purdy is elite at recognizing that. The average quarterback is not that. But if you don't watch film, if you don't listen to film, that one thing that you can't see unless you watch a lot of film that makes him elite in that way. If you see his processing and the way he gets through progressions and you see when you take his first option or your second option away, he still can get there quicker in a way that very few quarterbacks can in the league. That's and, not a system thing. That means the system that he has works with his brain. And I'll also say, look, just because we don't agree with Cam uh, doesn't mean that we think we know more than Cam. But there are some things that guys say. I'll use Michael Parsons as an example again, where he was like, there's no development throws. Bro, <laughs> there's just there's some hot buzzwords that people who and I'm not saying watch film, but just in general are watching the game and, and actually watching the game, not as a fan, but analyzing the game. Like, that's not true. No development. Throws, know, that that wasn't true. I, it was I far from the truth. Let's not let's not get lose focus. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say that also what we saw from Brock Purdy last year and this year. I don't agree with that either. He got, he, got <laughs> in. he got plugged into a situation. We didn't know what he was. He protected the football. But Brock play, Purdy makes plays off schedule. I sent a message to Corey the other day and said, Is this man it does this man think he's Brett Favre throwing across his body? Brock Purdy can yeah. score, not scramble, scramble as in get away, not run. Scrambling means you're running behind the line of scrimmage, not necessarily crossing line of scrimmage. But let's get off this because that's too long on the game manager situation. Nah, um, man, I want it to be a football podcast. Fuck that. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson, they reached out to him in October, basically told him that he would lose his job and made inactive for the rest of the season. He called their bluff because he didn't want they didn't want the injury trigger to take place. The injury trigger would be $37 million in 2025. Uh, starting on March 24th, if he suffers a serious injury. What are your thoughts on all <laughs> what are my thoughts? All right, for, well, for starters, we owe Russell Westbrook a, um, an apology. He's actually a real one for telling them, nah, I'm good on that. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He's actually a real one for for standing on, as we would say, standing on business now. Because they, they, I mean, they, they threatened him. Like, they basically told him, like, change your contract or, or you're out of here. And he said no. And I agree with him on that. Like the injury thing, like I told you, um, if I said Westbrook, I'm tripping. Uh, but the injury thing, like I told you, is um is ridiculous. Like he's never had that that real concern. And if that was truly your concern, get a better offensive line and do some other things, but don't wait until week 17 to be like, you can't play, we don't want you to get hurt. Come on, man. This this is bad business. And Fans, the league, we need to stand on it and tell them straight up, like, this is bad business. I'm not going to go on my NFLPA sucks rant, but case 1,254 of why the NFLPA is absolute trash. Why do I pay you to represent me and things like this can still happen to me? Trash. Yeah, I, I it, it's funny because this is why I root for the players to get everything they want. You can yeah. sign a contract and they can just renege. Um that, that you can just renege at any time. They can just make find a way to – there's a caveat, there's something in the contract that changes it. So I say get every penny. You can't hold out more. But, again, NFLPA does suck. You can't hold out anymore, basically. It's punitive. You don't get the money back. You get contracts like this that are huge. And, granted, he did not play to that contract. He did not play. 
But what if you outperform your contract? Do you always get rewarded? No. So you're already starting at an unfair balance. But honestly, I think the bigger story is that how Russell Wilson just lost it just like that. He may play better this year. But you want to know what a game manager is? That's Russell Wilson. <laughs> that's, that's definitely him now. Uh, also, risk only when the game is on the line is the end. But that's what Russell Wilson. You're trying to hide him and his weaknesses because there are many now. Also, what what a terrible organization! Like <laughs> the trade was bad. How his ending is even worse because you're not you're not making yourself um, presentable to free agents because what. Who cares at this point if, you, if you're going to give you a, a big contract? Because clearly they're not going to honor it in the end, especially if you underachieved. So, you know, and then just the comp- competitive factor. You're, again, like I told you in the in the office, you're telling me Jared Stidham gives this team a better chance to win than Russell Wilson. You're literally That's calling me stupid. I, I love <laughs> Stidham. That is my boy, but that was my boy at Baylor. He ain't been my boy in the NFL. You're lying to me. You're, you're calling me stupid. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I'm not feeling the Cam and Debo thing. Let's go issue or non-issue. <laughs> that was funny though. But go ahead, Jonathan. We can go back to Jonathan Owens, who is the husband. Nobody would know him outside of this. Jonathan Owens is the husband of Simone Biles, and he went on the Pivot podcast. Very good podcast, by the way. They and said that they matched on a dating app. That's the first thing. Simone Biles had to get her her jollies from a dating app. I didn't want to say a different word because kids are listening. But she had to find a man on a dating app. But he said he didn't know who Simone Biles was. Issue or non-issue, sir? That's that's kind of an issue, considering his age and and what she's done for that generation. That's kind of an issue. <laughs> I mean, it, the Olympics are a weird thing. It's not like she's like I don't know, like Baker Mayfield on commercials or how Travis Kelsey is now on commercials. Mm-hmm. So he's not that kind of person. She's not that kind of person. But every four years, she is the most popular person like in the world for two weeks. So I understand. But at the same time, you're also an African-American. And it's really hard to miss our icons. Yeah, especially in gymnastics, bro. (laughs) She comes on. She's the feature athlete every four years. And I feel like most people know who our gold medalist way back to Mary Lou Redden. We know who our gold medal people are. So he just said he was training and he didn't know. But man, ain't no way, bro. There's no way if you have social media, you missed out on it. Yeah. But you know what? I told my mom, I said, maybe this was his game. This is his way in. You can't, you can't let the story go now. Well, she's not light skinned, so he could have just went on ahead and told the truth. If she if she was light skinned, then he would have to act like he didn't know who she was just to get her attention. That's how it goes. All right. Issue or non-issue. <laughs> why, why won't you confirm that? Though? Why are you just gonna laugh like like I'm well, lying? I Am I lying? I we were treading lightly on certain topics. Oh. I didn't know. I'm trying not to get you in trouble. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I, so look, I get I get all that 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 you guys are saying. Like, but still, like this is this, we're talking icons, like you icons, cultural cultural icons. That's that's the thing, man. It's it's a cultural icon. I would say that's it's what, like it's like not knowing who the Williams sisters were. Before they got super good, like once they first started winning, not now the Serena's icon, but that's like saying you don't know who the Williams sisters are, and both of them were just were like starting to win. And it's an icon of your generation. That's even crazy. And you're actually older than them or younger than your people. So I have a hard time believing that. Hey, maybe he didn't, or maybe he knew the name, but that should have. 
I go, so, okay, this is what I don't believe. You don't know what she looked like, but you knew the name. You knew Yo, the name. Can, but can we, can she confirm, did she use her real name on, on Tinder? She just went in as Simone Biles? At some point, you knew she was Simone Biles, though. It's like, come on, man. Uh, Tony going this far back. I mean, he might have stopped watching. He might have stopped watching. He said he was training hard. But yeah, I don't believe him. I do not believe him. Next. Okay. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Michael Parsons put on his IG story. He's issue. Issue. <laughs> issue. Non issue. He's getting <laughs> held by his. Michael, I wish you would just shut the fuck up. Stop but crying. He's getting, he's getting held by two uh, dolphins and he's ready to tackle Tua if he could get there. He says, Free me, dog. Whatever I did to the officials, I'm sorry. Issue. You said it was an issue, right? Yeah. Michael Parsons has talked about everything other than how the Cowboys can get better. Shut the hell up. <laughs> like, where's my Travis Kelsey? We just got to make effing plays. Like, I need that out of Michael Parsons. I don't need to hear about his analysis on on what they what they did for the like his podcast analysis. I don't need him commenting on the the Niners losing is is the best Christmas gift and all this stuff. I need the Cowboys to focus on winning, bro. Like, be a leader. Like, again, like I said, he's a pup still. He's still young. So that's why I'm, I'm giving him somewhat of a pass. But just I went on the TJ Watt rant about this. Just shut up. You're going to get but, held. If you're an elite rusher, you're going to get held. His constant is really bad this year, though, for everybody. But his constant need for attention bothers me. Like, why do you have to be out there like this? And you're motivating other teams. And I just, it's just, it's another thing. We're just not a buttoned up branch. Somebody just tell them you can't do this. I also, you know, I got to bring this up. It's hard to get held when you, when you go back to, to the mic. Just say it. Just say it. That's how you know he getting whipped. I just want to point that out again. You know, I say it every time. I hadn't seen it outside of the Niners game. So it's nice to see that Mike McDaniels bought whatever, Whatever we have on Michael Parsons scouting wise to the to the Dolphins because I, I that was the second time this year I saw him move back to the mic for, for quite a long time. What, what happened to that? Uh, let's see what uh, Ben just says. One of our listeners uh, on YouTube he says, "Oh, who would I want now, Micah or Miles?" Oh, I like I said, Miles Garrett is better, but. The way I would want to play in an attacking way, be able to move them all over the line, to have that speed and aggression and versatility, I would rather have Micah on my defense. But I admit that Garrett is Miles Garrett is better. I would rather I think, have the guy that wants to play football instead of I podcasts. think Miles is the most I think Miles is I mean, I think Micah's a little bit more versatile. Well, I know he's more versatile. So yeah, that's why I, I would go with that. But amazing Mike I've linebacker. Always, I've always loved Miles Garrett. I've never seen Miles Garrett move back to linebacker, so I'm not sure if I can evaluate that part of his game yet. But I, I mean, I think Micah shows on a regular basis that um, that he's 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 very versatile. Well, whatever linebacker, Will, Sam, Mike, Micah, whatever he moves back to, when he ain't on a lot of scrimmage, he's incredible, and I've seen a lot of that in these tough games. So Didn't I just want to point that out. We can't be distracted by these. We can't be distracted by these comments. We got to keep it going. You don't have a mic, actually. It's Micah. That was very corny, but I'm sticking with it. That was a bad I think let's go back to Cam real quick since you want to talk about that story. Evidently, it's just Debo. Debo didn't like some of the comments that Cam made about Brock Purdy. 
Um, so someone, Debo said he had receipts. So someone texted Debo that he thought was Cam. It was in Cam's font. That was the best thing. That probably is what made it go over the top, the fact that he thought it was Cam's font. If I had thought of it, I would have put this screenshot on here. But it says, yo, Debo, it's Cam. I'm trying to have you do the pod. <laughs> it's it's phenomenal. Hit me back. It was well done. It was well the best done. Part, it is pretty bad. Now, hit me back. Ace Boogie. And he says, who's this? This is Debo. He said, it's Cam. I-S-S. Then he says, you trying, you trying to hop on? He said, I don't know who this is. Cam, killer. And then he says, fuck you, Debo. And uh, Debo <laughs>, laughs. Good game, uh, TM. Maybe he meant Tennessee. Y'all look good. A good game tonight. Oh, Y'all look tonight, good. yeah. Evidently, he was fooled. And Cam came on cackling and, and rolling a blunt, rolling a blunt and cackling that it was fake. And he got fooled. This is your player. Now, this now, your I, I ain't gonna lie. This you got to hold the L on. This is this is embarrassing. That, that this is the same. I'm gonna say the same thing about Debo. I just want a receiver that's just gonna play. Stay off social media. Stay off podcasts. Just play. But I gotta say, what gave it away to me that it wasn't Cam was the was that last line about good game tonight. Like Cam ain't really that type of person. No, no, like, no. He, but like he, he never really kind of stuck up because of the podcast. But why Cam not gonna try to get on the podcast? Get him on the podcast after he said it about Brock. So Cam's, we. Cam's ego ain't gonna allow him to feel like he need anybody. Like that sounded yeah, yeah, too, that too. Yeah, so Cam has a very big but ego. That's, that was that's a great prank. Great prank. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Debo looked like an idiot. I kind of like it. Kind of like him. Now <laughs> looks like an idiot. All right, so Tyreek Hill. Well, now let's do Jair Alexander. You got that one loaded up? Yeah, I got it loaded up. Um, let me play it right now this is the Jair Alexander interview you guys should be able to hear it were you supposed to be a captain yeah I mean you know it's only suiting you know I don't think coach knew I was from Charlotte you know so so you just did that on your own I mean I mean you know I mean it was like a you know the guys backed me up you know so they stopped the biggest stuff did you realize you almost oh I apologize so if you didn't catch it the background folks is that he went out there and he basically said the defense should start the game when they won the coin toss. They wanted to defer. So on his own, because he's from Charlotte, he decided the defense should start, which is a critical thing because if you defer, you can get the ball back at the end of the you know second half. You can get the ball back. So you can get like an extra possession. If you had the ball last, you scored, and you get it back. So it's a really critical thing. And this man's logic was, I'm in front of my people in my hometown, so I'm going to show out by making a defense start first. So many things wrong with that. I mean, you heard him. The defense starts first. What's so confusing about that? <laughs> Want me to finish playing it? Yeah. <laughs> I made a big mistake on the call, though. What I do? Well, you said we want to go on defense. What I do? Which, in theory, could they could have said, then you're electing to kick to to uh, kick off, which you would have lost the opportunity then yeah. to receive in the second half? Yeah, no, I told them that, uh, I said, uh, I want I want our defense to be out there. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. Like, I want the defense to be out there. They like, you, you understand mean, English? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, everybody was laughing. I'm like, what y'all laughing at? Like, it's pretty. <laughs> that's, that's the best part was, do you mean defer? Yeah, I guess. Can I, can I just also – we need to we need to save this and frame it as like exhibit A. Just because you're a professional athlete in your respective sport doesn't mean that you know everything about your respective sport. <laughs> like that's, evidently. But how have you never been? 
their job. Have you never been a captain before and called the coin toss? And why would you think you get to? But he wanted it was his people. It but it's defer from little league all the way through professional sports. You've never been a captain and heard or known to say defer. I I I don't know. I, I think he knew. In flag just, football is like that. I don't the understand. Fact he get it. This is after they suspended him, I think. So the fact that he doesn't get it is really wild. It, it's it's <laughs> it is unbelievably wild that he doesn't get it even after they've spoken to him. So uh, it's, it's they're they're strange, sitting they're sitting him in the middle of a playoff hunt. That's how serious they Jefferson. Against a division a, rival. What about a fine? Because he there's Justin Jefferson. You're gonna need a little help on that. He's Even got Nick Jaren Mullins. Hall. He's got Nick Mullins throwing on the ball. That's now it's Jaron Hall now. Oh, Jaron Hall. Okay, well then that's he's that's fine. update. But so hey, it'll be it'll be Justin. five to seven yard routes. Five to seven yard routes. Great. <laughs> All right, let's move on. My man Ty Ty Tyreek Hill has been enjoying himself in Miami. I've only been to Miami once, and that was like 20 years ago, and I was married. And I was in a Jesus freak face. So I didn't frown. I didn't get to totally enjoy Miami the way I should have. <laughs> we, we, you know, I was a pup and I'm a pup and I believe some lies. And I want to go to Miami. Maybe we can, once we get big, we can go down there. We can have some trouble. But um, who is this we that you speak oh, of, bro? I must be talking about Dalton. Yeah, Dalton. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tyreek Hill, evidently, rumors, rumor, rumors and innuendo has gotten his third child, you know, his third woman pregnant with his third child. <laughs> oh, my God. Just this year. So he got three babies on the way or have been born this year. Uh, Miami has been very good to him, but bad for his wallet. I don't know. What am I supposed to say to this? No, I'm joking. But how – what – the Miami thing is throwing me off. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I need to go to Miami with the other Carlton. I don't feel like you and me would match it, Miami. You got these, hey man. Yeah, but I bet he could still stay awake past ten o'clock. You be you be missing wow. the the, the NBA tip offs. <laughs> when I do cancel the show first, oh I man, what do I cancel the show for? <laughs> so obviously, I can stay up. Hey yo, thing. that's that's wild, man. Not not you putting this business out there like that, wow. but no, like any anytime. Anytime you got a baby by another woman before the first baby come out, that's that's a, that's scandalous. <laughs> Not once, but yeah, twice. You can't have you, two women pregnant. You can't have two women pregnant at the same time. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the math. Three in a year, there's 12 months, and it's nine months for, for each baby, and you got three in a year. The, the math ain't math. That ain't a good Bible said be fruitful and multiply. That's what the Bible say. Bible also tell you, warn you about angry women too, right? <laughs> Yes, they they're gonna get their they're gonna get what they want out of the situation. They're gonna get their revenge one way or the other. So God it, it's bless. Not, but yeah, the man living his best life. He was a four two, and I don't think What's he's done. Three? You put your over under on how many kids he gonna have. Uh, two, I put it over two if he get this MVP. Just two, he got three now. Yeah. Over under how many kids gonna be born total? I mean, like yeah, after the MVP, he still got he got Uh-oh. a. He got five for the rest of his career. Five. Total five. He got three. I think he's going over. I think he'll get seven. But five is a safe number. 
This is that Samoan influence. Two of his people got to him. That's what it is, man. When he was with Patty, he ain't had that many kids. Yeah, family atmosphere, though. Those Samoans, yeah. very family. Those Samoans two are the village. Still. He'll still whip. He'll still whip two if he had bad games. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have more than a sports page. I'll let you take over because you really enjoyed this. Story. Oh, what? No, uh, what do you mean? Everybody yeah, should enjoy it. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's familiar with uh, the Cameron story about Holly Berry. But it's it's the uh, it's the ending it's the ending that gets me, man. It it's not. I mean, Cam's a great storyteller, and we've um, we've obviously experienced that with his with his podcast with Mace and everything. The sports podcast, Mace, is good, Mace. Mace is yeah, so good. great chemistry. Uh, maybe one day we could get like that. But you got to get out more. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, I'm gonna play the story so y'all can hear it. And for the for the non African Americans that are listening, Google the actor at the end to see who it is, and and tell me you're not laughing. I love Holly Berry, right? So one day I'm at the this is I, I was just getting a record deal, so I, we just got finished playing basketball in L.A. I'm at the ATM, and niggas is like, "Yo, it's Holly Berry next to you." I got no haircut, I'm got no shirt on, I'm like, "Yo, let me talk to you real quick." <laughs> She's like, "No, no, 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 no. You have to relax." I'm like. Hear me out, hear me out. So she walk into her car mad fast, and I'm following her. But this, I had a cassette tape. My promo was cassette tapes at the time before CDs came out. So I'm like, at least let me just give you my tape. So she rolled the window down this much. There was a nigga in the passenger seat. <laughs> laid back. Now I apologize for the word And gave her my fucking, uh, my... Promotion. It wasn't my album. It was one of them shits where you got like the snippet songs on it. Dak. Yeah, so I gave her that shit. So, like, six years later, I'm platinum and all this other shit. I'm at the American the Music American the Music Awards, and I'm in there with He's Mad Niggas, do. Nelly in there. I'm in there with fucking Tyson Beckford, Lawrence Tate, Lawrence Tate. Six years, all these people bro. coming up to me, Kim. Lawrence Tate, like, yo, my nigga, I fuck with you, nigga. You one of my favorite. Yo, you my nigga, yo, I, I, for years. You know I was me in the passenger seat with Holly when you slipped up. <laughs> right there. So that was you, my nigga? <laughs> Lorenz Tate, bro. Lorenz Tate. Do you know how h- hilarious that is? Uh, I'm going to say a few things here. I'm going to say a few Go ahead, bro. This you is know back, it's funny. This story happened back when I was very black back then. Um, so I, you know, I couldn't name this many black actors now, but I definitely can name the the guys he said Tate Diggs, Lorenz Tate, uh, the '90s guys that were really good. But basically, this story is too black for me, so that lost me. Are you kidding me, bro? Love Jones, Menace to Society, Dead President, Lorenz Tate. Yeah, I'm just saying culturally, culturally, you know who he is. Now imagine the idea that he's in the car with Holly Berry, bro. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think Holly Berry, I feel like Holly Berry is real free with it. As, as beautiful as she is, well, she's I real mean, she free can, with it. She can do that. because Rick Flair said he got it one time. Rick Flair said he knocked it. it down. So, I mean, there's a lot of men out there that say they knocked it down. Maybe it's just because, like, it's like the Super Bowl, so so many people try. You know, it's like oh, one God. of the titles. Like, if you say, <laughs> if you say Holly Berry and that's on your resume, you set. I might not want to continue. It got to be downhill from there. Is it? Is it? Is Hall? Is Hall of Fame worthy? It's Hall of Fame worthy. It's it's the 
It's the, oh my God, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Wait, let me make sure ain't nobody looking at this on my profile. I don't see anybody on there. I, I hope my I mean. mom, I hope my mom ain't, ain't, ain't listening, but it's the albatross of pussy. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it had to be about 90. If you land, if you land Holly Berry, if you land Holly Berry, you have officially done something that only few men that we know of could, could, could talk about it. You know, you're in a you're in a select society. You actually now hold the green jacket. There you go. But That's how selected. Light skinned dudes. She had that She's all over the place for a while, and she was with David yeah. Justice. I think a, she like a, a, and, and I think Abe Renee cheated on her. David David Justice kind of knocked he smacked her out. Smacked her and cheated on her. I think. Yeah, but yeah, he did. Both. He had to fight at the house. It was two of her people. One Thanksgiving, maybe five years ago, this fight between like baby daddy and current boy. Like she's I'm, I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure what it was. Uh I would assume not around 96, 97, considering he, he was just getting started. And yeah, and, and I agree. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. That, I'm not you I'm not throwing Holly away now. I like your contributions now. This is yeah, prime Holly. She, if you say Holly Berry's name, black, white, blue, Asian. Nobody's ever said that's not an attractive one. You know what I mean? It's like a hundred percent universal, gotta be, might be the, the goat. Vanessa Williams is my goat, but come on. Come Holly Berry, like I still say Holly Berry. If I'm gonna say what my, I was like, if Holly Berry walked through that door, you know, if you're doing those examples, I still say it because everybody knows who she is, you know. But yeah, I, that that that's a pretty good story. Um, no, give me some predictions real quick before we go out. Give me some. Uh, got you, baby. On, uh, college football. Bama versus Washington. Washington wins outright, baby. Washington is your national champion because the Pac-12. Or the Pac-12 that that we used to know deserves to go out on top. That would be great, but that's a that's fair great. That's, that yeah, man. This it's it's the perfect it's the perfect time for it to happen. Chaos. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. Because I don't think Alabama's that good. I'm gonna go with my heart. You know, I never go with my heart. Oh my gosh! Here you go. Pick pick Michigan. Michigan so, yes, yeah, so they can lose. Thank you. Thank you. The worst thing the worst thing that could happen to. Um, like listen to that song. That's fight song. Even says. the worst thing that can happen to college football is Michigan wins. It. It's tight when you know it's tight when the band plays it. No, never experienced Michigan that. Win. No. Michigan against Washington. Michigan. John Harbaugh. They one hundred. They one hundred percent don't want it with Washington. Washington runs the same, the same, the same tempo that they have struggled with every time they've run across it. And I, I promise you. I promise you, Michigan hasn't changed. Michigan hasn't changed. So, no, they absolutely don't want it with Washington. If Michigan, if you're Michigan, you're hoping, you're hoping that Texas wins. And, and even then, I don't think that, that helps them either, but whatever. Nah, they definitely beat Texas. Get out of here, man. Don't give me that. Hope Yo, sir. All right. Mark is a magician, bro. You think yes, you know for real? Let's 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 pause for a second. You really think this man Harbaugh could out scheme, out coach Sark? Because that's what it's gonna come down to. Over Vanessa Williams, that's an insult. Vanity over Vanessa Williams. Come on. Anyway, I, I, do, I do love Vanity though. I do love her. I do. I mean, I ain't saying I would take Vanessa. I mean, I would. Take I mean, over not, Vanessa. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying Vanessa's the goat. I don't hear. I don't hear. And they try to disgrace her. Yeah. Can you imagine now if they had like fan like? Is my mom on this? If my mom's not on this, can I just be honest and say, why not both? <laughs> Dang, I never had a problem with that either. And this is hard, though. I haven't seen Vanity. She lied. I don't want to talk about it, bro. Change subject. You're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> You're a jerk. Oh, so we got 
I got Michigan winning it. You got Washington winning it. Yeah, um, I think that's. I think we covered everything. You got any new projects down the pipeline? Uh, yeah, I will be saying. Um, so I am going to branch out and do my equivalent of an all access um podcast called Fair Game. Where um, I'll just I'll, it'll start with me and my my guy Paul from the Mod Pod, but it's it's no topics are off limits, um, so things might get a little crazy. Not with Paul because Paul's very very proper, but like you know anybody from our IBN After Dark page that people don't talk about anymore, if they want to come in and talk about stuff, essentially like anything, any topic will be on the table, and that'll be every week, probably on Thursdays. Uh, with a couple little segments in there for other people to come on. But, yeah, that's the only thing I got outside of the ESPN stuff, and I'll let y'all know about that when it pops off. For me, on this little vacation, I'm going to try to put up some YouTube stuff or some social media content for some of these movies I've been catching up on um, on my break because I don't have anything else. Well, I do have other stuff to do, but I don't have anything else to do hypothetically. So for Rodney. Alan Sandy. Wow, bro. Mitch. <laughs> wow. That's Aaron Weaver, right? I got it right. <laughs> Yo. Yeah.